All right, so we are recording here the inaugural kickoff, the very first show of uh, Lessons with Leaders, hosted by me, Jake Allen. Happy to have a very uh, special guest, a college friend of mine who has done an exceptional job early on in his young career, serial entrepreneur, a sales expert uh, in his own mind, in his own like, and uh, his Sometimes. reputation precedes him. But uh, happy to get into this content today. We're going to be a lot of uh, very valuable information shared today. So Aaron, man, welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm excited, How are you doing man. this morning? I'm doing good. This is going to be an interesting conversation. No doubt, man. We're excited to have you. Um, so once upon a time, we'll kind of get into it. You and I served uh, Ruby Tuesday as a college restaurant not too long ago. Uh, the last yeah. couple of years, a lot of things have changed as <clears throat> leading us to you know our own careers and where you're at today. So For sure. I want to get into it. want to talk about that journey, uh, what's kind of motivated you to where you are today, what's on the horizon. But man, just want to wanna see what's on your day to day right now. What's What's new with you? Uh, what, what's your day looking like today and what's going on? Uh, well, today I'm going wakeboarding. Okay. So, All right. That's a good day. <laughs> yeah, it's a good Saturday. Um, no, I think it's funny. I mean, we were chatting before this talking about Ruby Tuesdays and Swanee Swipes for anybody that's uh, over yeah, at uh, yeah, FSU. FSU. Of course. Yeah. Um, no, but I think this is really, really interesting. You know, I left Florida State a while ago, which I'm right. sure we'll get into. And, of course. Uh, I think we've connected maybe like twice. We yeah, once or twice, yeah, once not too many, yeah. but, but connecting today. And I think it's really interesting that it's coming kind of full circle of and now I'm on your podcast. So I'm there excited to yeah, kind of talk no, about absolutely. what absolutely. has happened from there to right. here yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. for of me, course, for everybody. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to dive in. Of course. No, and I think that's part of the whole growing up process is you, you have the connections. They may not be every day. They may not be, you know direct reach, but having those people who you get in touch with throughout your career, throughout your lives, who are valuable, who have the <coughs> lessons to kind of pick up on, and people you can speak with and use and, and uh, build with. So happy to have you on here, man. Um, I know we last spoke, you mentioned working with uh, your own sales company, and, and last, you know, this year, 2020, we're, in, we're now in April, uh, launching Optum Sales. So a sales consulting company, we're working with companies to bring them full circle. You know, everybody can have a product, they can have supply, but unless you have that demand, you really have nothing. So I kind of want to hear about what you're doing right now and, and how that sales orientation for an organization is really what they need to move to that next step. Um, yeah, so right now what I'm doing is I launched a company called Optima Solutions, which has kind of just been a compilation of everything that I've done up to this point. Um, I started with marketing, then got into consulting, then oh. got into service-based stuff. Then I kind of done a little bit of everything, like I mentioned yesterday. And uh, at this point, uh, I'm just really in a, I'm in a people game, right. and I'm trying to teach companies and organizations how yeah. to build and grow sales teams right. Right. Um, and that kind of leads into other departments and helps in different leadership roles and stuff along those lines. And um, yeah, man, we're running some awesome sales teams and we're growing them, and it's right. been a very interesting journey to this point. But you know, for the time being. Um, I'm focused on getting the right people around the right table to capitalize right. on the right opportunities and uh, just take stuff a little less seriously and enjoy it a little bit more, right, you know, because yeah, yeah. up until this point, it's just been stress, 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 right. trying to figure out and move too fast and do different things. And yeah, it's been very interesting. But now I'm excited as hell. I've got an awesome team and okay. uh, we're, we're doing some really cool stuff, yeah. which I'm sure we'll get into. No, absolutely. Well, let's get into it, man. I know. Uh, yeah. 
like I said, there's a lot of people who are inventors, investors, or people who have a product, but until mm-hmm. you have that sale, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. What are you walking into since some of these organizations who need help or they're just trying to get to that next level? Like, what are the challenges you're seeing on day one that you're trying to resolve um, as you walk into these organizations? Um, a lot of it comes down to the system side of things and then the people and the processes. And right. usually they have really, really underutilized talent or okay. over overly um, leveraged talent, meaning, right. you know, somebody's buried who shouldn't be buried. Okay. So I think a lot of it comes down to just structure and then, you know, when you're, I think the most important, and I read this in a book actually a while ago and it stuck with me is if you were to build your own business, right? Mm -hmm. Where would your focus be on more closing the next big deal or finding the next big person to come into your team? Right. I think a lot of people will say, oh, it's all about the next deal. But until you have the people to push, you can never get there. And people fail to fail to think that way. 100%. Well, I mean, I think, what ends up happening is these startup business owners, they get going, they're doing everything, then they get one person to do right. something, another yeah, yeah, person yeah. to do something. And uh, when it comes to sales, that's the last thing for a lot of these guys that are good at sales. Like, mm-hmm. if you were to start a business, right, you would handle the sales, because right. you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, and I do sales, sales yeah, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so they get going, they get going, and uh, you know, they get to a point where they need to hire and they just wing it. They right. just wing the sales hire, right? and they never truly get to actually leverage mm-hmm. that department, right. right? Because then they just stay the same, they're bottlenecked, whatever the case may be. And uh, the most important piece to building out that department is the recruitment side and bringing right. in the right people and right. making sure they have the right opportunities in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's funny that a lot of these companies come and you can talk to a lot of different sales right. organizations. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've probably been in some of them yeah. where they just want to recruit. So right, recruit, right, recruit, right. recruit, 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 and uh, they churn and they churn and they churn and they churn. They just don't have the right opportunity to keep talent. Of course, and I think plain and simple, whether it's sales or accounting or finance, engineering, whatever industry it is, whatever job. Department. Right yeah. now, you had this past year, 2021, deemed as a great resignation with over 40 million Americans, I believe, leaving their jobs, and people are failing to look at the talent inside of their organization, talent inside their people. Mm-hmm but rather looking elsewhere. Rather than trying to bring a B player to an A player, they're just looking for more A players. You talked about having people quote unquote buried within an organization. It's people who have that potential, but it's not quite realized either due to poor coaching, poor management, poor motivation. What are you doing when you're talking to sales leaders to get them to open up their sales people so they can have that full potential and they can bring those B players, A players? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I think, uh, first of all, let's say I'm trying to recruit Mm -hmm. you, right? I said, Jake, I got this cool opportunity for you. And you come and you talk to me and uh, I say, you can make 10% commission. Most of these guys are doing $10,000 a month, blah, 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 blah. You're like, cool. You being a talented person and knowing that you're going to climb that ladder and 10K a month is nothing. Right. you know, what's next? What, how do I get past that? Right. right? And I can't okay. tell you. Right. I just lost you. Yeah. No, right? exactly. I just lost the sale as a recruiter right. or somebody right. that's trying to get you into my business. Right. Because I can't paint you that vision. Right. And I can't show you how to go from step one yeah. to step two to right. step three, right, right, to actually doing the other things that progress. So um, I think a lot of these sales leaders' jobs need to be not – 
closing deals and mm-hmm. focusing on the next deal, the next, you know, like yeah. a lot of those things. I think what a lot of these organizations try and push for is they have the sales leader or whoever, especially in the new organizations, right. they have that person in the trenches all day long and okay. they never focus on progression of the person that's at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. If you have somebody that has work ethic and you have somebody that's there and they're really, really working hard, right? And they have right. a lot of uh, opportunity, right, yeah. right? The person on top should be to get them to the point where they're at. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly, so yeah. you're, you're transferring decisions off of you. Okay. Off of you yeah, you're right? delegating. So you come in, you make this decision, now I can make the next decision that's higher. Right. And we keep moving and we keep moving. And a lot of times people just recruit and hire and they, there is no plan to right. do that. Exactly. There's no plan to bring people in to progress them. There's no development of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get stuck. And that's it. Yeah, and I think a big thing, too, is, you know, I, I personally speak a lot of HR directors, people in that recruitment role. And yeah. it's always, you know, it's not necessarily an interview on one side. It's an interview on both sides. It's a partnership. Now, when you're early on in your career, you're just trying to grab on anything. But those aren't really the people you want to have in your organization. You want to have somebody who has five, ten years of experience who they're going to come into your organization and they're going to change it. They're not going to be someone you have to babysit, but they're going to be someone who elevates the organization. Yeah, They need to see the career projection on day one, as you're saying, mm-hmm. um, and really open that up and allow them to get to where they are. And and I think from an upward trajectory of an organization, you have to have managers who themselves want to get to that next level, who maybe they're at a, a fifty, you know, a ten million dollar revenue uh, company right now. The re- the manager needs to be able to get to a hundred. And the only way they do that is by the person they're hiring becoming in their role. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah, um, I mean. As a lead, as a director, as a manager, as a whatever, um, you're there for managing accountability, right? Managing goals, right? And if you're in sales or if you're on the top of any department, you're managing Mm -hmm. your roster like you would manage a football team, right? Exactly, exactly. Like if your quarterback is not throwing the right plays or calling the right shots, then you need to find somebody to, and typically that's the person that's behind them, right? right? Um, So yeah, I mean, I think. You know, and going back to, like, a talented college kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's say, and I think a lot of people miss out on this because they go from college or they go from school or they go from something and they're looking at these massive organizations. Mm -hmm. And the traditional route is, like, a couple years, then a couple years, then a couple years, and you keep moving and you keep moving, right? And they dangle the carrot just far enough out from you, right? So you Mm -hmm. go from 5,000 a month to 10,000, 15,000. You get this big jump as a manager to 20 and you're like, you know, and then, right. and then you realize you've been there for five, 10 years, you, yeah. right? What, what I do with these startups and with these smaller businesses that we work with, mm-hmm. uh, we're typically we're working with people that are, you know, either low or mid six figures a month, right? Okay. Info products, okay. coaches, right, right. service-based companies. Um, but like, let's say we're trying to attract somebody that's looking at the big companies versus us. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to go in and say, hey, look, this is our growth chart. Right. This is where we're at today. This is where we want to be at at the end of this quarter. This is where we want to be yeah. at at the end of this year. And we need, yes, salespeople now, but we need people that we can develop into leaders. Right. Right. We're going to put an enormous amount of time, energy and resources into the right people. Right. 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 We're going to bring in a large talent pool and hopefully we can grow and organically grow this mm-hmm. thing up. But we right. need people to help us do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And as you grow, which doesn't have a speed or a timeline yeah. or a set, like right. this is performance based. If right. your work ethic matches what we need to do and we can hit the goals and the milestones, right. then we can keep progressing and you can keep moving up that ladder. Right. 
right? So you find the right person that wants to climb that ladder. With corporate and with these other things, it's, you know, you're going to be here little, for a year. You're yeah. going to be here for a year and a half. You, you know, there's, there's ex, you know, exceptions. But, right. um, you know, I encourage you guys, if you're coming out of school, of if you're doing something, go find a smaller business that you right. can bake yourself into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Learn. And that, that's kind mm-hmm. of what I've done is, you know, I started a couple of my own things. I started working for different startups and it led to me finding a really good path right. to bring a lot of value really quickly to right. these companies. Um, and that was through like a string of different things. But yeah, I kind of want to kind of want to jump to that. So you made a good point. You know, depending on when someone's coming out of school or making that career jump, it's not always necessarily a security you should be looking for, but also the the long term growth and, and where you can, you know, so, sometimes a small organizations there's some growing pains, but the opportunity to mold the organization behind you as you grow within that position rather than jumping into a conglomeration, you know, Fortune 500 company where it's so structured. And then kind of <coughs> want to go back to, you know, talking about where we are today, but where were we four or five years ago with you? Mm-hmm. And then what got you out of that? Okay, maybe nine to five is not the thing for me. Maybe it is paving, paving my own way and making sure that I set the tempo for my career. I'm in full control. Yes, you have more risk, but you also have more freedom. Curious, kind of what was the connect with you? We're like, hey, I'm going to take this chance. And, and, and you know, yeah. What was, well, the, what was the first real aha moment for you? I think, you know, it's all, it comes down to like self awareness, right? Realistically. Right. Because I could say, you know, what's on my mind and my mind is I just turned 25. And if it has any amount of security to it, that means I'm making a big mistake, mistake for right. me. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, now, that's not saying I don't make smart plays to make sure I'm of course secure. Right. right. Um, but here's what I think. I think a lot of people want to go from school or when they're trying to figure out what's next, they want to go into something that feels safe. Um, when in my eyes, you should do the exact opposite. Right. Like right okay. now, um, I could make mistakes for the next 10 years and I would still have so much time that mm-hmm. I would be completely fine to do right. anything. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think what happens um, when you do more go a corporate styled route, which I'm not saying is right or wrong, right. you miss out on a lot of the experiences mm-hmm. that turn you to a completely different level. Okay. Right. Like if you take a secure route from day one, what do you, you yeah, know, the, exactly. the worst thing that's going to happen to you is get fired. You know, you're right, going to get fired right. or whatever the case may be, or you don't get the promotion. But when you go into different startups or you mm-hmm. start trying to do your own thing, or if you have an idea and you start going into that, like you just learn at such a, it's a completely different rate that you learn at. Yeah. Right. And no um, I think you miss out on that when you go too safe too soon. Right. Right. I think there's a lot of learnings that you need to make early on. I think especially for people who, the younger demographic, people who do not have a family yet, you do not have really any responsibilities outside yourself. You can realistically sleep on a couch or or whatever, make it happen. Right. I mean, I'm a big believer in, and I think some of our older listeners are going to resonate with this more, but when you look back at whether it's, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you regret majority of the things that you did not do rather than the things that you did do. You, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily regret, although it might hurt at the times, the opportunities mm-hmm. you took and you fell on your face, you regret more so the opportunities you didn't take and you just stood still. So the saying a lot in corporate America is climbing up the corporate ladder for people who go their own route or maybe who people who take, you know, 
lead at an organization is not necessarily a climb. It's more so a leap of upward faith. Yeah, I have a I have a thought yeah. here, um, and this just came to me. I, I may have heard this somewhere. I may have not, but I think you need to say yes to everything until you realize that you should be starting to say no. Until you can, until you're capped out and the opportunity cost. Well, I think and, yeah. I think it's it's a matter of yeah. At first, you don't know your lane. You just have ideas, right? And the less you act on those ideas, mm-hmm. um, the less momentum you're going to build for yourself, right? And if you start saying to no to everything, right, as you go on and these things come to you I mean dude that's just like you're you're, you're giving yourself like immo- you're just immobile right, right. like yeah, you yeah, can't no, you can't act um, so the more that you act on ideas and the more you do things and the more that opportunity comes to you when you're when you're thinking ideas when you're mm-hmm. acting on ideas like good things are gonna happen when you're laid back and right. immobile and you can't make decisions and you can't do you're stuck like that and the more that you're stuck like that the more you train yourself to right. stay in that position for a very long time, right. you know? So I think going back to what I said, like say yes mm-hmm. to the ideas, say yes to the opportunities as they come, even if you're not ready, say yes, figure it out. Right. And eventually once you find your lane, right. like now my my life, the last four or five years, I mean, I'm sure I don't even know if people, they yeah. don't know what I, they had no idea what I was doing because right. I right. was doing yeah. so many different right. things. Exactly. Now, I really try to say no more okay. than I say yes. Okay. Um, and there's, I think there's value for sure in being kind of you know, selective with who you work with, the opportunities you take, but, but when you don't have anything on your plate, you, you can't afford to say no. And, and I've always been a ble- big believer, if you have to get something done and you have to choose two people, you have person A who has nothing on their plate, they're, they're stagnant, you know, they have all this free time, and you have person B who has so much on their plate, their time is tight, it's honestly better to give that task to person B because they're in the motion. You know, Isaac Newton's uh, first or second law of motion is a body of motion. I mean, uh, yeah, law of motion is a body of motion, (laughs) stage of motion, a body at rest, stays at rest. And when you are in that scared mindset of, oh, I don't want to make a chance. I don't want to take a risk. I don't want to fail. You just can't get out of it. You just got to fucking do it. You got to get moving. Exactly. I agree with that for sure. Um, I don't It doesn't matter if you're 30, 40, 50, whatever, especially when you're in your 20s. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to. You just got to do it. Go for it. You know, I think those leaps or that decision where you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. And you do it. Yeah. You always come out better on the other side. No matter in the time, if you're like, wow, this is super painful. This sucks. I failed publicly. Like, right. It's all right. Yeah. No, I'm a big believer. And I want to I want to kind of bring it back to when we were in the same college together. And I saw you take some of those chances. We'll talk about it in a second. But I'm a very big believer in. We either win or you learn. There's no just thing as a true failure. Fail often, fail quick. Don't be afraid of failure. Fail once. Don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. You only fail when you fail to learn from an, uh, an opportunity. You know, or, or when something happens, you don't see it as a lesson. It's just, oh, oops, it happened. And you don't learn from that. And you make the same mistake again. Then it's an issue. But yeah. you fail multiple times at multiple things. Fail once at everything you do and learn mm-hmm. that lesson. But say yes and figure it out on the back end. And I know that's something that you did. I kind of want to go back to... When we were in college, you were bartending, I was bartending, whatnot, and you had a job opportunity to become um, marketing for uh, yeah. Brickhouse. Brickhouse Pizza, yeah. and you had no idea what you were doing. I remember, like, you're like, yeah, that was a marketing job. I didn't pay me $500 a month. I don't have a clue what I'm doing, but yeah. I'm going to figure out. So let's get into that a little bit, man. That's actually a really funny story, and I think that was one of those moments where uh, you just raise your hand and, right. you know, whatever. And, well, basically... 
they had changed ownership or something was going on where they were swapping like the head manager or whatever and uh they need a marketing person and you know they were paying i think it was like a thousand dollars a month and i asked if they were paying and they were like yes and i shot my hand up and I took it over and i had no clue what i was doing no idea so that's when i uh I think I built my first website there. I think I built my, you know, started running ads for the first time. I hired Jordan Cruz, if you remember him, to do I some like so. yeah, yeah, yeah. some Instagram stuff, and uh, yeah, it worked really well. Like it worked really right. well. Right. I, I just got to basically put a blindfold on and do YouTube homework and figure right. shit out, right. and uh, it worked really well. And then, then me and Max Muller started doing some like. Uh, remember the name of that business <laughs> it's so sad it yeah it was something uh it was something summit it wasn't social summit okay. it was elevated media and marketing okay. that's what it was okay. yeah so me and max who for those of you guys who don't know obviously max or anybody at florida state uh we were in the same fraternity and he was a lot older than i was and we were doing different things but he was doing content i was doing some marketing stuff so we moved into a house together gutted a room and it's actually really funny it's on my instagram but it's like right it's a room with nothing in it but two desks and we started this company <laughs> yeah we just started trying different things and calling people and trying to make stuff work and uh that really was like the start to a super super progressive right like chain of stuff that i never even thought i would be doing right you know and then kind of going from that to you know, I know we talked about it, but stacking skills. So mm-hmm. taking that chance and that opportunity and learning from it. Yeah. And then taking the next thing and knocks on the door and learning from that. And next thing you know, you're, you're five, six jobs, careers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Down the line with all these accumulated skills. So I kind of want to go from like, how do you make that pivot? You know, how do you make that decision rather than, oh, I'm going to go really deep into marketing mm-hmm. to, well, let's pick up something else along the way. Like, yeah. how does that decision really, how do you, how do you weigh that decision from, well, let me stick in one niche and just dive in to like, let's try a bunch of different things. And who knows, 10 years now the line, we're well stacked with all these different talents that we can, you know, use at any time. Well, I'll start with, for anybody who doesn't know my track record or what I've done or my slew of failed and decently right. successful, successful businesses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've owned a bikini company i have ran a marketing agency i have done artist management and development for rappers i've shot music videos i've done i've been a director of music videos oh. i have done specialized in real estate things yeah, yeah. um i've done airbnb i've done sales i've done uh, it's right. been all over the place and i think um that kind of goes to say yes to everything until you need to start saying no. Um, right. And what really was for me is like when, when I started getting around tables of people who were better than I was and I could start to provide value, like true value, that's when I really started, okay, this is something I'm very naturally gifted at. Right. You okay. know, and, and um, that, that being just, for me, it was, for me, it was, it was, I'm just a solutions guy. Okay. Like it okay. doesn't matter what the problem is. I typically have a very positive mindset about finding a solution. Right. Um, and I don't take, we can't do this as, I don't take it very yeah, seriously. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that started 
for me in sales because okay. I, I mean, realistically, I sold my own stuff back in the day. Right. I sold my own services when I was doing marketing. I sold my own services when we were doing content. I sold my own services when we were doing artist management, when we were doing events, when we were doing, I mean, there's some crazy stories where like, it was like make it or break it. Right. Like for example, Social X, our first event, we had 350 seats that we needed mm -hmm. to sell. Um, we were 30, 45 days out. We had, I don't remember, 10, 15 tickets sold. And we had spent a lot of money on marketing. Shit and moment for sure. Yeah, my partner put a lot of money in, and you know we were working really fucking hard. And right, um, it was like three, four a.m. and we were sitting there, and we're like, "Why aren't we selling tickets?" Right. And, uh, we switched out. You know, thought about okay, we have all this traffic. What are we going to do with it? We don't have any data. We switched out from being able to go to the website, buy the ticket, um, right there to hiding the ticket price, and they had to opt in with their name, email, and phone number okay. to see the pricing of the ticket. Okay. Woke up the next day, we had 50, 60 numbers. I started calling and right. sold that bitch yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, it was one of those moments where I was like forced to either do something that I was right. really uncomfortable okay. with or whatever, and uh, sales just kept becoming this thing that I could solve big problems with. Right. You know? Okay. Like, it just kept reoccurring and showing up, and... Um, the more I found those problems to solve, those problems got bigger and bigger and bigger, and right. they became easier and easier and easier for me to solve. And yeah, um, yeah. I think that's what happens when you start to say yes to a lot of things. Right. And you f start to be like, okay, wow, this was really successful. This I'm not fucking good at. You know, well, like this is not yeah. this is not what I should be doing. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just it just led from being good at sales volume to right. good at really structuring the sales process to good at helping give and find people to give good opportunities to and developing people. Right. Right. And then when I unlocked the, okay, how do I develop a team? How do I right. develop people? How do I put them in competition, but healthy competition? How do I hold them to different standards, accountability? How do I grow individuals? Mm -hmm. That's when sales started to explode for me. And that's when I started getting really, really, really involved in these companies and, and right. taking them to the next level. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about like a minor change, like we're talking like millions of okay. dollars changing right. out of just focusing on development of people right. and having a plan. You know what I mean? Right. For companies that are starting very small and growing very fast, mm -hmm. very big, uh, it, it all comes down to the people. So that was like, it was led from sales at a volume myself to right. figuring out why I was good at sales right. to how do I put that into other people to how do I structure that? How do I plan for this? And now what's the process that I do every single time I step into one of these companies? Well, and that's a big thing too is, is <clears throat> when you do something you're uncomfortable with, whether it's public speaking, sales, you know, <laughs> making cold calls, whatever it is, you eventually become comfortable with that. And, and the, yeah. the comfort level often correlates with the talent, your ability. I'm a big, big believer happiness correlates directly with progression. Like when you're doing something you enjoy, yeah. when you're good at it, when you're having success, it's a lot easier to get up and do it every single day. Mm -hmm. And as you focus on sales or cold calling or you know public speaking, accounting, whatever talent thing it is that you're trying to develop, once you do something you're comfortable with, you then focus on the next thing you're uncomfortable with and the next thing. And what you're saying is down the line, now everything that you look back two years ago, you were terrified of. You're now running seminars on it. You're now coaching people on how to do it. You're now going in there. And you're like, hey, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I used to not be good at this thing myself. 
I became better through repetition. It's experience. Day by day and experience, exactly. Yeah. Experience is a great teacher. You know, reputation is a mother of all skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing that on a day-to-day basis, you end up solidified, really good at it, and then you can focus on what's next. What's the next thing you need to become better at? Yeah, I think um, anybody that, I mean, especially our friends, I've talked to a lot of them, or not all of them, but, you know, a lot of people that I'm good friends with or have been in the past. Right. Every time I see them, right, I'll go back to my hometown once mm-hmm. a year, twice right. a year, and they're like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do an Airbnb. Right, right. I want to get into real estate. Every single year I go back and talk to them, it's the same thing. I want to do this thing. I'm going to start this thing. I'm planning this thing. I'm planning this thing. That's the difference. And then that kind of ties back to what I think a lot of listeners will resonate with, people who might be on the fence or they're looking to, to take that jump. They're looking to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And what we are talking about just you know, 10, 10 minutes ago, um, saying yes and then figuring out the back end. Fucking do it. What would yeah. you say to people who, in this generation, in this era of time, everything is so criticized in a lot of ways. You have a, somewhat of a cancel <laughs> culture where people just are ne- naturally hesitant to take a chance because they don't want it to blow back up on them. They'd rather be comfortable at a seven out of 10, you know, success and happiness than take that chance. I mean, what would you really say to those people who are stuck, who every single year, it's the same conversation you had last year, um, and not the progression that, you know, hey, I was going to do this last year. I did it. This is the next thing. But oh, I'm still planning on doing the same thing we talked about, you know, two or three years ago. Um, I, don't, I think it comes down to self-awareness again, okay. you know. Um, I think what we're talking about, everybody to everybody sounds really cool. Right. Um, but when you actually start going up against the wall or you're looking down at the you know, the jump that you're about to need to make, it's pretty fucking scary, dude, you know, and a lot right. of people just, they don't ever do it, you know. Um, and I think it's either, A, because they're comfortable where they're at, right. and they don't need to make the jump, and they don't truly want to, you know, do different they things. They don't want to be in the pain. They want to, Well, they, I think it's, you know, a lot of this comes down to, like, your why and what you're trying to do. Right. You know? Okay. Um, you know, I have a pretty good why that motivates me each day and allows me to make different moves and then you know the way I grew up was figure it out yourself kind of okay. mentality you know I had, right. I had good support but it was um you know, a big family and had to figure shit out yourself yeah, you know for yourself a little bit for and sure. I think uh I think people just they get stuck they right. get stuck around the people that they're around they get stuck around the mindset they're in they get stuck around the decisions that they're used to making you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it, it, and it happens to everybody. And even if you're very successful, like you can be stuck. You right. know what I mean? Like do you always, there's always that next level of stuck that you have to try and figure out. Um, I kind of want to go back to what you just said, because I think it probably a point that's going to resonate with a lot of people is being stuck and changing your physical environment, you know, moving cities, moving locations. That's tough. That's hard to do at times, but mm-hmm. what's oftentimes <clears throat> most captive, and by that I mean pe- holding people back, is their actual personal circles. Mm-hmm. People who you may be around who <clears throat> might be your good friends, and you may go out with them on Saturday night and have a great time and you know party yeah. until a Sunday morning, but when it comes down to it, they themselves might even be holding you back. And then what you see a lot of the times is people who are looking to better themselves make a change, and next thing you know, they're in deep isolation 
or their mentors or just authors and people of that sort, that's a tricky transition to get into. But just what is your thoughts on someone who is looking around them and like, I want to be better, I want to do more, mm-hmm. but I know I got to get rid of all these people if I want to get to that level. Be an example, you know, like uh, you don't need to think of it as getting rid of them, but you do need to. I was actually, this is actually a really good point. I, you're familiar with Alex Ramosi, yeah? Not off. Uh, okay, you need to be. Okay, I need to be. You calm. need to be. Okay. He's, a, he's an absolute. Alex Ramosi? Alex Ramosi, yeah. I was listening to a video of his, and um, actually on my way over here, okay. he was, uh, he's talking about how these billionaires and his mentors and the people that are above him, how tight they keep their circles right right and how the most valuable um asset is not time it's attention okay and the way that he was framing it was you know when you give attention to this person this person this person this person this person and all these people like your attention is so spread thin that you you can never actually have that energy back to go right you know and give attention to the right things okay um I think that's super relevant. I mean, you know, when you're looking around at the people around you, if they don't really inspire you or if they're not super supportive of what you're trying to do, right. um, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, be, like people always want to see you do well, but not better than better they're than doing. doing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. And, and I think that's, I mean, that's, that's, it's brutal, but it's true. Like, you know, I, I personally, me, with my circle, like, mm-hmm. I want to see them doing well. Right. But if they want up me, I'm going to want up them. You know, yeah, and I that's, think that, I think that's, that's healthy. healthy. That's it very is. healthy. It to is. Have but that competition where. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's a healthy competition. I think, I think having that mentality of, oh, somebody's, I want, you know, Aaron's going to do better than me. Well, I'm going to do better than Aaron. Yeah. The next thing you know, we're, we're battling each other, not at a, a an, an spite, but in a very, you know, well, the let's same get thing better. Going back to what we do with teams, like that's right, what we exactly. do. Exactly. You, you have know? that competition. I think that's very affluent in a successful sales organization. Or really, you know, there's a lot of ways to structure that regard of the sales, accounting, whatever it is, mm-hmm. to have that competition. But I think the difference between envy and jealousy, in my opinion, I've always said this, jealousy is not wanting to see the other person do better. Enviness is wanting to do as good as that other person. So if that makes sense, instead of like competing where, oh, Aaron's doing better than me, I'm going to step up my stuff to do as well as Aaron, it's, that's healthy. What's unhealthy is Aaron's doing better than me. Let me find a way to cut the angles out from Aaron so he's not – let me bring him back to where I am. Right? Yeah, that's, that's not cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You have to get to that. Yeah, nobody above you is going to be thinking about you, thinking exactly. about no, them no, wrong. No, no. You know what I mean? Um, but, no, I mean, I think like the friends thing was like the hardest thing for me. Right. Because um, – yeah, dude, that was that was the toughest part of my life, really. Like it was, um, I left. What everyone told me was awesome. Right. Yeah. 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 Everyone right. was like, "Oh, it's sick. You're doing this, and you're out with these people, and blah blah." And I, I just woke up one day and left it, mm-hmm. literally like that. And um, that next year, year and a half, two years, um, it's the little things, dude. Like you, you look back at these people who were your friends, and like. Next time you bump into somebody, they're like, oh, yeah, this person was talking yeah, shit about yeah, you. Yeah, and they're right. like, this person's talking, doing that. Like, right. And then you see them in person a year and a half later, and they're like. Same spot. 
well, not even same spot. Like I hope they progressed, but right. what you're just saying is like you don't have that same commonality with them anymore, and uh, mm-hmm. they want to act, treat you and act with you and talk with you the way that right. they did a year and a half ago. You're not there. And when you don't react the same way right. or you don't think the same thing is funny or you like, you know, that's just not me anymore, they get really disappointed in a way. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I, I think when, it's, when you... It's also said a lot too where, you know, if you surround yourself with people who are not on that same mission, at a certain point you come at home saying, oh, this is what I did today. You telling them about your day-to-day inner workings and what you're doing, it comes out, out, out as bragging. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes that, so, you know, that, that source of enviness where they're now trying to take away from you, right? And it is kind of, you know, pick and choose, make sure you have a tight circle. I'd rather have two or three absolute dog best friends than, you know, for, you know a bunch of acquaintances who really just, I'm at their disposal. It's a convenience for them rather than a support for me. Yeah, I think, um when you leave a bunch of people who you're very accustomed to, um, your best relationships will come back to you like right. later down the road. Right. Like, uh, I mean, we were we were cool, like, yeah, but yeah. we weren't like super tight. But we also had very much of a mutual respect, and those oh, like, for sure, Sierra, right? I want to see Aaron do well. I want to see me do yeah, well. Yeah, one hundred percent. And now, like, this is really fucking cool for me yeah, because it comes exactly, back around. Exactly. And, I think uh, that's what a lot of people don't get is like if you're the first to make the jump, there will be people that come with you, just not at the same time. Um, right. And it's if they don't, that's cool, too. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you're going to find new people. And I think um, what I started to realize is like the way that my circle has gone since I made that jump. I got around people that I could learn from. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out how to give value to those people. Right. And then I had a seat at that table. Right. Right. With those individuals. And then when an opportunity came into the table. Right. I was able to help facilitate that. Connect the dots. Right. Right. And it just kept going and going. Like you constantly get in. You're going to meet one person that brings you into this new group. And you can't offer any value because you're not at their level. And you learn. And then you find a way to give value. And now an opportunity comes in and they think of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Jake's got this awesome podcast. Like, we could probably do this with them and blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? You're able to provide value at a new level. Right. <clears throat> so then you get to start off to eat off the same table as everybody. And right. when you get an idea or you get an opportunity, you bring it into that that circle. Right. Right? And that always, 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 always Those keeps are, happening. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And eventually you're solving really big problems right. with really awesome people. Um, and that's kind of how it goes. But you always leave that, that circle because there's always people that will never – progress from there right there's people that stay there and yeah it's all self-awareness man everything comes right. down to self-awareness like um so i want to kind of get into that and we'll probably wrap up here in a couple minutes you know so, or so a couple topics I want to hit on here is is that is that self-awareness and that's something you hear about you know highly effective people pivot they they they, they may take chances but they also realize when things aren't working they are very self-aware and they're not gonna you know insanity by definition, doing the same thing yeah. over and over, expecting a different result. Yeah. You know, what would you say is your check-in for you? Like, what would you recommend listeners to do as like a quarterly, weekly, monthly check-in? Like, did this work? Did this not work? What's next? Like, how, how are you doing that? Is that through like meditation? Is that through journaling? Is that through like having a mentor that you kind of come to and you're like, hey, this is what's going on in my life? Are you, are you trying to, are you talking about 
how I feel as a person, or are you talking about how the business is doing and the opportunity that I'm going into? Both, and, and not necessarily how, how either are going, but what is your strategy to make that evaluation? <clears throat> I think it's how you wake up in the morning, how you're feeling, right. you know? Um, you know, luckily I've got a pretty awesome support system around. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, married of course. wife, Paulina, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she's badass and uh, <laughs> she keeps me on point pretty, and she can tell. She'd be like, wow, you're, you're drained today. Yeah. Like wh- okay. you did something wrong today. Right. You know, we actually had that conversation yesterday and yeah, then we went to this uh, awesome seminar. It was like a, a guy named Vitaly or something okay. from Poland. It was breath yeah, yeah. work. It, it was it was one of those things where you hear about it and you're like this is too weird for me so mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go do it and then you do it and you're, like, it and you're like i get wow. it i understand okay yeah. um but i think uh you know if you're not learning or if you're not getting value from what you're doing or you feel stuck mm-hmm. if you don't feel progressive that's when you know you're doing something wrong. Okay. So when the energy, when what you're doing is draining and not building, I'm, I'm, so you're, you're saying it's, it's big on there's gonna your be, energy levels and, and, and what? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some things that <laughs> drain the hell out of you that right. you have to do, right? And there's going to be things that suck that you're always going to have to do. And I honestly, I encourage you to do more of the things that suck because eventually they start sucking less. Well, it, you just right. start you just start progressing faster. Like, right. Most people don't want to do those things or they do them once and then they, you know, don't go back to them. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I try my best to stay on a routine. You know, I listen to what people say to me and, you know, wow, dude, you don't seem yourself today. Or, right. you know, I, I always try and, uh, self-reflect. I do meditate a lot. Okay. Like that has been yeah, something yeah, that's been very interesting. I, I work out consistently. Um, I try and eat super clean. So like personally, I stay as dialed as I can in okay. that side of things. And what I'm realizing is I like helping people. Right. And, and it's to my, it's to my, from. It, it is. And okay. it also is to my detriment at this point. You're doing too much. At times. I do too much okay. and I make other people's problems, my own problems. Yeah. Um, and it's now, funny how now I'm focused on yeah. taking care of myself before I go into anything else. And right. so I think, I think to sum that up, like, if you're not learning or there's no progression, so if you're stuck somewhere right, and you've been right, stuck there and right. you're stuck solving the trying to solve for the same thing, or if you're stuck in this mindset or you feel bad, um, you got to make an adjustment or a change. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people can fall into a trap, but the only thing that's changing is, is the calendar, right? You know, <laughs> 2019 seems the same as 2020, seems the same as 2021 for some people, maybe not with the pandemic and everything, but yeah. what I'm saying is a lot of people you took a snapshot of them one year, five years, 10 years, it's the same year, just different. You know, just live, it's just a different date. But what they're doing, their income, their circle, their happiness, their joy, their, their even traveling is all relatively stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and to take that jump and to take that realization of, I may, be like, I may even like what I'm doing right now, but it's not getting me to where I want to go, right? I'm at that 70% of the 100% potential and having that, you know, check in, incredibly valuable um judging your energy kind of what you said you know is it taking from me is it building me is this the right thing for me right mm-hmm. should i hire somebody else to do this for me right absolutely you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um and then one thing i want to talk about too is is uh going back kind of to the 
changing your friend group and getting at better networks and mm-hmm. you know the isolation and a lot of that can come you know all at once but the big thing for a lot of people is not having direct access to mentors necessarily maybe not having someone who's in their inner circle who can help get them there thankfully we live in a generation and an era where you can literally have a plethora of information tech you know at your disposal through technology through books through podcasts what has been some things for you throughout your young professional career your life that were aha moments maybe in people who you never met people who may not even be living but their Mm -hmm. information they passed along and they gave was a mentorship in some way to you because you took so much from it there's a lot of them um i think not having access to mentorship is a bullshit excuse right for anybody at this point um you can listen to how somebody thinks you can listen to how they speak, you can get pretty much any answer that you want from them just from content that's out there from massive people. I mean, John Maxwell, okay. David Goggins, Jocko. Um, well, military guys. I love it, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, get hard. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like that's kind of the stuff that I've been reading and okay. going into. Okay. I mean, 21 Irrefutable okay. Laws of Leadership. Um, dude, it, it's... There's books about reading, dude. I, there's, there's two. I, what I've been doing recently is, I only listen to podcasts and I only listen to books. Okay. I don't listen to music right now, yeah. um, which has been very hard for me. But right. um, so I'm listening to a lot of different things that just kind of serve. And I think this is a really big, actually important piece um, for anybody listening that's getting into anything or even if you're at a super high level, like right. you need to be so conscious about what you're consuming. Right. Food, f- drinks, people, content. Like mm-hmm. if you're just straight up listening to garbage right. yeah, music yeah, yeah. 24-7. every day. I mean, we, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, time yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah of know? course, of course. I, I still got to enjoy the moment. Yeah. But I think what you're saying is, is missed by a lot of people. People talk about juice cleanse and, oh, I'm going to go, Ooh. you know, I'm going to go on keto. Well, people fail to realize a lot of times that your diet is not just the food and water you put in your body, but it's the people you surround yourself, the content you listen well, to. think about this, right? right. Uh, not going too deep, but think about what's happening in, like, Russia and Ukraine right now. Right. Right? It's a media war between who's telling what story to who and it's like that's all over the world right now so like if you're constantly playing into the wrong things you're constantly listening to the wrong things right people are making decisions for you based on what they're putting in the head and that's to an extreme right right? that's like news and media and stuff along those lines but But it's true to everyday life it's the same thing yeah like if you're just listening to the radio and you're listening to music and you're you're watching tv all the time and you're constantly like you know like whatever you feed yourself is constantly going to come out in different ways right um so yeah. i don't even know why we got on that but just yeah just just having that centered you know making sure you're consuming the right information is big for leadership and just making sure that you know even within organization um the, the content that's provided within that that organization whether it's a high leader coming in you know upset from something in his personal life and then that's trickling down the organization oh, yeah, you yeah know, that happens all the time the subconscious yeah. feeds off the material is provided well, I, and that can trickle into i remember why i actually brought that up um if you're around people that are constantly bringing anything negative to you right like there's always the person where 
Oh, it's a go, man. Ah, oh, dude, I'm tired. This sucks. Like, right. I gotta go to fucking right. work. I gotta right. go do this. Like, blah, blah. like that person is no good for you. Right. Period. And you. you desperately trying to help them is not going to change them. Right. It's not. Um, and what ends up happening is like a lot of people are like empathetic. You know, they're empathetic to a lot of different things, and that's their personality trait, mm-hmm. right? And so they get around one of those people, and then they attract another one, and right. another one, and another one. And next thing you know, you're the you're the therapist, friend therapist, yeah. and right. your energy is completely taken from you. And I struggle with that, dude. Like, right. I like yeah, helping yeah. people. Absolutely. You know, I got a lot of energy from helping my friends get really cool positions and jobs, and I've done that a lot. But then I start to realize that um, I start to take on problems that are mine. Right. And that drains you. Um, yeah, and you got time and energy are two of the most finite resources available right you can't get time back you can get money back yeah you can't get you can get energy back but it's hard right and and you, you cannot get time back and, and uh maybe the only non-renewable resource right so you want to make sure you're allocating it properly um so i mean, we talked a lot about mindset your background kind of what propelled you to get to where you are um want to just hear what's on the horizon so i know you've you know talk about a little bit to me just as well as you know not your resume, but but how have you put all the lessons we kind of talked about, all the m- mentality, mindset, into play? You know, kind of give me the last you know, cliff notes, last couple of years, and tell me about where where you're going these next several years. Well, I've made some big realizations of like what I like doing, um, and what I'm good at doing, and where I start to feel a lot of resistance, and I've made some big. I've gotten a lot of clarity around people and how I should balance my time. And there's been a lot of different things and I'm learning every day. I mean, right. like the statement that comes out right now could change tomorrow. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, right now, you know, I'm focused on developing people okay. and putting together a very, very awesome and right. exponentially growing team. That's what I want to do. I want to get very talented people around me, and I want to get very ambitious people around me, and I want to, I want to set that table if right. that makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah. I want to put the steak down. I want to put the potatoes down. I'm a right. very good. I bring a lot of opportunity in. Okay. Just my nature. I like talking to people. Yeah, yeah, I like absolutely. you know shaking hands. I like right. doing stuff. I've never had my own like Navy freaking SEAL squadron team that okay. can go in and help okay. me solve these problems and. That's what Optima has become. Okay. Is we just have some of the brightest minds I've right. uh, I've collected in a long times, and we're very aligned, and we're yeah, we're ready to rock. I mean, we're you guys started what? So April 9th today. You guys started back in early February, right around that time. Yeah, we s- we're about to close our second month. And yeah. uh, tell me about the revenue you guys have already picked up on. I know we talked about that a little bit. Um, so we're I mean. We've gone from, I'll say this, we've gone from zero dollars in revenue to low, mid six figures okay. in about two months. Okay, um, as a company. As a business, yeah. Right. And, I mean, we're, so the, the whole basis of this business is we're not working for companies, we're working for the missions that they serve, okay. right? So that's a right. big point. And uh, we're solving big problems for companies that have been stuck or are really ready to expand. Okay. Um, and really the way that we're <laughs> the way that we're able to do that is just having very talented people and, and a methodical way that we go into these teams and that we change things and you know I talked about it a little bit earlier um, 
sales momentum, which you brought up yesterday, yeah. was like the baby of this, right? Right, right, right. When we were here, we were solving the same problems. We were doing similar work, um, but there was no process to it. It was very random, chaotic, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And this has been a... Fly. Yeah, I mean, really, I want to spend time with people that I can help develop that okay. will ultimately help develop me. I want to get people right. that are around yeah, me yeah. that are much better than I am mm-hmm. in different areas, and I want to solve bigger and bigger problems that people are facing. And the reason that we're trying to do this is we want to make impact with the people that are making impact, right? Right. So if I can help, let's say this podcast was, you know, you were, I don't know, maybe a different thing because we don't work with podcasts, but let's say <laughs> let's say you're a sales organization. you got 10 reps, 10 guys. You, yeah. you guys are selling an info product that helps right. with mindset or whatever, helps people start their own businesses, whatever right. the case may be. And you've been stuck at that same level for so long. Right. Well, if we can go in and remove the mm-hmm. pieces Kinks, that aren't, yeah. right? And right. we can help you guys get past that. Um, you guys are free to go impact a bunch of different people and right. we're able right. to help put the guardrails down and help okay. you guys get there along the way. So ultimately, you know, our, our vision for this is we want to own a portfolio of businesses. We want to have vested interest in right. multiple companies. Okay. Um, the way that we're doing that, you know, we don't have millions and millions and millions of dollars to go buy companies. I mean, we right. could buy companies right. if we really wanted to. We're going the sweat equity route, okay. right? So we're helping companies in multiple different ways, right. but if they do come all the way up the value ladder, we're actually getting vested we're interest. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're getting vested equity, interest yeah. in this companies, right? Okay. So we're there's a well, lot of different arms and and pieces to what we're doing right now. Um, you know, I would say, you know, our our biggest thing is leading with the sales department, right. right? That's where we get into first, but then it does trickle into marketing, it trickles right. into staffing, it, it trickles yeah. into helping them get the right people in the right seats. And, right. you know, the goal is to help them grow a lot faster than they could grow by themselves, period. Yeah, no, and I think that's the, it's a big issue for a lot of companies, right? Is, is, is one, having that self look, we're like, all right, we do need to get somebody in here, help us out. Um, but then two, kind of getting the kinks out of the way, getting, getting it wide open, taking out of value. So you guys are really coming in more of a, you know, a partner consultant. Um, so, 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 you know, we'll kind of wrap up here. Just what, what, if we circle back in two years, 2014, like where, where do you want to be? What do you want to do to put out everything we talked about, everything that you've done up to this point into action? Like wh- where's Aaron Platt 2024? 2024, um, We'll have a portfolio about, we'll probably, I mean, we're going to have a team that's expanding businesses and coming up with our own. Um, The grand vision, if we go 10 years past that, at least for me, is to to build a space, to build a team, to build a culture around um, starting ideas. Right. Right. Um, So whether you have an idea or, you know, a business is stuck or anything, they'll be able to come to us, not necessarily as an incubator but we'll have the resources the people and the resources to do what needs to be done to get things to the next level so i think in two years you know we'll have a solid team we'll have impacted many many different businesses but i think you know what is going to end up starting to happen is that portfolio of what we're doing will be a little bit more clear a little bit more focused and yeah man i I couldn't tell you. I couldn't right. tell you. It's things are changing so fast right now. Um, 
I can tell you it's going to be working with startups. Right. Okay. And okay. we're going to continue on the path that we're doing right now by being the best and right. developing teams okay. and developing the tech that they work off of. Right. We'll be known in the space for that. Okay. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's, no, I mean, it's, it's going to be a journey. It's exciting. It kind of goes back to, you know, doing what you do with these organizations is giving them, giving their people, empowering their people to see the full picture and for them to be part of the organization and grow with it. And then you grow in the actual organizations. I think what you've done, you've been involved in five or six different businesses at a pretty high level, you know, chief position, main guy at the table, have had some smooth exits and, uh, you know, continued and just drive the needle home and just continue to build the, the resume, if you will. Um, and a lot of that coming back to mindset, you know, not being afraid to take the jump. Again, it's not a, it's not a climb up the corporate ladder at times. It's a upwards leap of faith and you hope you can land at the next step mm-hmm. um, and doing all those things and, and not being afraid to ruffle some feathers along the way and put yourself first you know obviously you're helping out a lot of people but same time making sure that you're you know you you are where you need to be and where you're going to continue to go so yeah i'll look forward to having you uh on here in a couple of years man and just seeing yeah. where where you are um knowing everything that you've done up to this point is going to continue to propel you forward um, hopefully, uh, you know, the listeners got a good amount of information on our list today, stuff they can apply in their day to day, whether it's business, personal, you know, making sure you put yourself around the right people, making sure that you're not stagnant, you're continuing to elevate yourself to that next level, you know, that you don't look back in 12 months saying, I haven't done anything, I haven't evolved, you know, people can evolve, make sure you're doing that. Um, it's not like you're doing all the right things, man, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it'll be interesting, and we'll we'll definitely make this happen in two years. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that'll be cool. Yeah, last thing I'll leave with. Of it, course. It's, Take it away. It's completely fine if you don't know where you're going. It's completely fine if you're uh, making one step and letting the next step reveal itself after you do make that jump. Um, the fact of the matter is that 99.9% of people don't make that step. Right. And uh, if they do, they fail once and they're done don't be that 99.9%. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's very easy to step out of that percentage. Um, you just have to have some guts and you just got to do it. And, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, the biggest lesson from this podcast, if you get anything, and if I'm going to teach you anything, it's to really just make those jumps, even when they're the most uncomfortable. Right. Um, and that will always lead to something brand new and exciting. Always doesn't matter if it's a massive failure. Right, I've had plenty right. of those. Yeah. So, if you're young, getting out of college, if you're doing something, if you're older, if you're working corporate right now, if you're if you have this idea, I mean, just just go for it. You know, I mean, yeah. But don't no. listen to the noise. You know, figure it out for yourself. Make the failure. The more failures you have earlier, the more dangerous you are at 30. Meaning, right. the more valuable you can become. Um, same thing in personal life like the more stuff you try the more relationships you have the more things and hands and shape you know the more stuff that you touch and able to get right. around you um the more dangerous you become as a husband father right. whatever, whatever you know what is. i mean exactly. yeah. yeah so it's it's life is an experience game don't take it too seriously right. you know enjoy the process as much as you can because it's going to be stressful right um you know, fall in love with the work. We're not we're not saying quit your jobs by any means, but don't settle, right? Don't don't be stuck where you don't want to be. Don't be the person who's 40, 50, 60 years old looking back saying, oh, man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. 
I think it's true for many people. You regret the things you did not do more than things you did. 100%. Right. So take, I, take the leap. This is really deep, and I'm gonna end it with this because I, yeah. I know I know we gotta wrap it up. It up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was listening to. I do not know who it was, but this is this is actually really deep. The richest place in the world is not the banks. It's not the oil fields. It's the graveyard. And the reason being is that there's millions and millions and millions and millions of ideas buried there okay. that never came to life, that yeah. died with those people, right? Yeah. No, that's true. Um, so, you know, I, I was listening to this, this podcast and this guy was talking about, um, you know, how when you go to your deathbed, right, right, you don't want the ghosts that are around you to be the ideas that you never, never brought to yeah, the fruition to yeah. life. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, act on whatever comes to your head, man. Yeah. Just do it. No. You know? I think it's it's a sad thing to go a year with the same idea and it just never never comes out. I mean that's that's terrible, you know. So do it, learn from it, live it. Maybe it's your freaking golden ticket to right. your most t- most yeah, best yeah. self, you know. So um, you got to try if you want to succeed. And with that, I'm going wakeboarding. We're done. Have a goal. <laughs> make it a plan. Make it an action. Do it. Make it a reality. Yeah, this has been fun, man. I, I really appreciate man. it. Thank you. Thank you. Being on. Appreciate it. Yep.